Brothers and sisters, happy Easter. Don't get ahead of me. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I know it's been a week since we went over that last time. And I know some of you were, had that knot in your stomach like, is he going to do it again? Is he going to go through that Christian greeting 101 stuff again? But listen, brothers and sisters, we always have to keep that proclamation on our lips to acknowledge with joy that Jesus of Nazareth has been raised. For if that news dies in our hearts and stays buried within us, then what good is it? It is in the proclamation, in the sharing of that goodness, that the new life of the resurrection indeed breaks forth for us. And that's what we do with good news. We proclaim the apostles would have given their left arms for the media access that we have now. Yes, I know, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, it can be a drag at times, but the number of people that we can reach at the push of a button. And we delight in that because we are then able to instantly share in all the good news from the people that we are connected with. Birthdays and weddings, the announcements of births or promotions or all other manner of good news that comes to us. And it's in that proclamation and the sharing of it that we delight And that very act of proclamation, in sharing that good news, it changes those who hear it. Consider how 160 years ago, a proclamation changed our country. Because on January 1st, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln put into force the Emancipation Proclamation, declaring that all those held in bondage in territories currently in rebellion, kind of a polite way to say currently at war with, are considered free citizens of these United States. Now, historians have debated back and forth how much changed on January 1st of 1863 for the four million African Americans held in slavery in those Confederate territories. But on the night before, on December 31st, African Americans gathered for what they called Freedom's Eve. For they knew this proclamation was coming, this good news. And the very proclamation, even if they would still feel the whips the next day, even if the war would still go on for months yet before all would be set free, even if it would take 160 years or more for us to fully unpack the full meaning of embracing our brothers and sisters, still that proclamation changed something. It lit that very fire of their imagination. For it was in the proclamation, just in the announcement of that good news, things changed. So it is with us. For we proclaim an Easter emancipation. A freedom not from economic slavery or political bondage, 
but a freedom from slavery to death itself. The tomb is empty. No longer are we defined by death. That is not the end of our story. And anything that invokes in us a fear of death that tries to lash at us with whips and scourges of sin and despair are now revealed to be unjust taskmasters. Forces to be overthrown in place of what is given to us in Christ Jesus. Life and freedom. For we are ransomed, as St. Peter reminds us, not by any diminishable sum of silver or gold. We are not set free by economic means, something within this world. Nor are we set free by presidential decree. Because there's always a fear that the next guy to hold the office is just going to turn around and reverse it with the stroke of a pen. Rather, brothers and sisters, we are emancipated by divine power. Beyond the world's ability to govern is God's ability to make what he wants to happen, happen. We were set free by the blood of Christ, that pure and spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And in Christ, God reveals that his emancipating power is his love. He proclaims his love for his creation in Christ Jesus. He proclaims that love by suffering with his beloved. For he sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And so Jesus takes on all of the cruel strokes of our taskmasters of sin and death, going to the cross in order to go fully into the power of everything that holds us in bondage, to be shackled by suffering and pain, to be whipped and scourged by mockery and alienation, to suffer even death itself. For it was necessary that the Christ should suffer, as Jesus makes clear on the road to Emmaus. For only in that way is liberation possible. Only when love enters into what is unlovely will there be freedom. Only when the medicine reaches the place of illness will healing come about. So it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, the one who is anointed with the very Spirit of God had to go into those places in need of that healing salve, that healing anointing of love. But the proclamation of love in Christ Jesus does not simply suffer with us. Love also ennobles the beloved. When we are in love, everything about that other person charms us, draws us into relationship with them. And so it is with God. God delights in us and desires us to be free to delight in him. That nothing should hinder us in running to him who is love. For that reason, Christ shares himself with us. He ennobles us, enriches us by giving his very body and blood in the sacrament of the Eucharist. 
It's why in that little house in Emmaus, when Jesus takes bread, blesses it, breaks it, and gives it to the disciples, their eyes are opened. And they recognize Him in the breaking of the bread. For in that sharing of self, we see that it is only God who can do that without losing Himself. You and I, we can give ourselves away and we'll feel drained at the end of the day. God still has infinite reserves of love and can infinitely pour Himself out to us so that we can receive that gift, that divine emancipating power of love. And in that emancipating power, we are liberated by love. For when we receive that love, when we hear that proclamation, we're given a new way of seeing, a new way of understanding ourselves. For yes, on January 2nd, 1863, a lot may not have changed for those held in slavery. But also, everything had changed. For with that emancipation proclamation, now suddenly there was a new horizon, a new way of imagining themselves had broken upon the African Americans of our country. They need not be defined by slavery, but can be, and indeed were invited into an invitation to live freely. Our proclamation of freedom, that we have been loved, God has suffered with us, that we have been ennobled, that God has given himself to us, that very proclamation of freedom will set others free liberated and introduced into a new way of imagining themselves. We are called to proclaim this love, this emancipating power of God, to not let it be buried in our hearts, but to come out from our lips, to tell others that Christ is risen. And we proclaim our new life by living it. St. Peter reminds us, Conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your surgeoning, that is, your journey through life. What is more reverent than love? What is more loving than forgiveness? For forgiveness suffers through sin. Forgiveness ennobles the one who has sinned against us, Forgiveness liberates both sides of that relationship. Proclaim freedom in Christ by setting others free from their sins. Forgive and choose to love others as we have been loved by Christ. Our Easter emancipation is more precious than silver and gold, more powerful than any presidential declaration. Therefore, we must proclaim it so that all can be free in love. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! Alleluia!